This is the Smarts and Stripes Podcast. We cover every bump, every spot, and chat with all the talent around the world of wrestling. Here's your host, Bill Matz, former WWE referee Kevin Keenan, and Eric Golden. Hey, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Smarts and Stripes. My name is Bill Matz. I am joined... By Eric the Turtel Golden, I just can't say it any other way now. Now, now that you've I, I the both door. lovingly <laughs> hate and lovingly want to thank Michael Barkan for calling me Turtel. It's the entire time. The funniest part is, and I just and this has nothing to do with wrestling. We're just BSing right now. Uh, the other day, I'm talking to Big Daddy Graham mm-hmm. about how your nickname was Turtle just because you only wore hats. So I definitely. When I was younger, as I'm yeah. now here, thirty, almost thirty-four years here, and thirteen years working here, I was going bald. Yeah, and I never wanted to show it, so I wore a backwards hat, and I thought the chin strap beard was <laughs> that cool, was the like look. this the ch- little tiny little chin strap. Yeah. and it just so happens that the biggest show around that time was Entourage. Yeah, so backwards hat, chubby kid, chin strap beard. But I'm, I'm talking ah! to I'm talking to BDG the other night, and he tells me that. Like the first time he'd seen you in a in a while, you're sitting there, you're talk, you're like having a full on conversation, and you're not wearing a hat, and he has no idea who you are. And oh, now yeah. that's like the least, if you know the guy at all, it's the least surprising the least thing. Least surprising thing ever. But I was, he was just like, oh, I, turtle wears hats. I'm talking to this guy. <laughs> He's just sitting here talking to me. I have no idea who it is. Took me like five minutes to figure it out. I'm like, not oh, shocking, but all not, love, big daddy. Yeah, all it's, love. it's not surprising. No, but that's that's just something I had to share with a little you. Little inside radio here. Was yeah. Quick little, segment. Little, I like it. Little inside WIP here as we're sitting in the studio. Uh, Turtle, this was an interesting week in wrestling. Um, super since the last time we all we've uh, we did a podcast. Super Showdown happened in Jeddah, and unless you actually watch the show, you wouldn't know unless you you know have Google uh, that Jeddah is in Saudi Arabia. Correct. And there's like reasons to do it, reasons to not. It's I yeah, like listen, yeah, it's ridiculous. But at the end of the day, since when do we care about ethics and business? Like Never. all these, all these people sitting here. I'm gonna boycott it. Tweeting from their iPhone, like yeah. wearing Nikes. Like okay, as they're still watching it. Yeah, and they're definitely watching. Oh, that match was terrible. I'm yeah. gonna boycott. Yeah. But How do you know the said, spot that happened in the middle of the card? Like yeah. Even if you watch it again on Twitter, quote yeah. unquote. You're still watching it. Yeah, you're still giving them clicks and likes and retweets and comments, and that's all and they it's want. Trending. Yeah, they don't. They clearly don't care about television ratings Absolutely or anything. Not. They just care about trending. Uh, but Super Showdown happened. It was a fine show. Yeah. It was whatever. There's nothing. Uh, nothing major happened. Uh, I like that they went with an underdog, that Monsoor kid for the 51 man battle royal. That was cool. Um... The only thing that happened worth talking about <laughs> is The Undertaker versus Bill Goldberg. <sighs> I can't believe they both survived. I mean, literally, throughout that match, there were four to five different spots where I both thought they were going to knock themselves out completely. And Goldberg said he did knock himself out. Oh, during he the knocked match. himself out. Like right away, uh, going for that uh, tackle in the corner. Uh, Undertaker moves. He hits his head on the turnbuckle. Now he's busted wide open from that spot. I watched his entrance again. Either he busted himself open, just psyching himself up, ramming his head against like the wall, or he wanted to get some color in this match. But since you're not allowed to blade anymore on TV. 
he did it, super glued it, and then it just opened up in the middle of the match because that's how you go about. That's how you get around that rule now. Vince yeah, McMahon you just does it. Pre do it. Yeah, he pre. It was the same. It with was the, one uh, with or the Kevin other. Owens headbutt. Yeah, a while exactly. Back yeah, Vince, Vince McMahon. McMahon does it even. Yeah, so it's <laughs> it was one or the other. Watching this match though, and we were talking about this before we started recording. This is one I won't blame on Vince and how bad Not at all. because if the Saudi Prince King dictator whoever says, "Hey, I want Undertaker Goldberg, and I'm going to pay him each however." many millions of dollars to do it when they're already paying you for the show like these things are so oh, exactly these things don't cost wwe anything they pay the talent they are paid for the show gate doesn't even matter if it was in an empty arena they'd get their 10 million regardless uh it was so bad though it's listen they can't keep letting these guys do this someone's gonna going to get Somebody hurt is absolutely going to get hurt like someone's gonna die goldberg literally and I mean, literally dropped Undertaker on his head. Okay. Forget that Goldberg knocked himself out early in the match. Like, literally. And he was very... five seconds. He was very clearly concussed. Like, right away. He didn't know where he was. Say that doesn't happen. The fact that those two old-ass men thought that they could do that um, tombstone reversal spot. The fact that they thought they could do that is delusional. It looked ugly back in the day with, like, Kane and Undertaker when they used to do it. Yeah. But now, like, the two dudes that can't lift 60 pounds above their head anymore... Yeah, Undertaker's that? tombstone, and like when you, especially now when you watch a tombstone pile driver, like they protect the hell out of you. Like they all I look mean, like when Kane did it to Linda. The head is literally yeah. like belly button height. Yeah, like there's like, no like Kane's tombstone on Linda McMahon is now. That's how you give tombstones. Yeah, like but this one was Undertaker not that. straight up did this like it was a shoot fight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, he was supposed you saw his face. Yeah, facials and you work on it. And Undertaker is probably one of the best. I've ever seen at the facial reactions in the ring, but you got up from that, I guess the jackhammer right around that thing before, yeah. before he did it, and you just saw in his eyes just pure like, what the frick are you doing? Yeah, that jackhammer, that honestly, brain buster, honestly, it might be the best brain buster I've ever seen on WWE and the TV. Worst jackhammer oh I've yeah, ever seen if that's a jackhammer, it's the worst. But well, you, can't like, lift, you can't lift them up as anymore. You can't no, lift the, bag. the Undertaker's legit. 300 pounds Bill Goldberg's an old And he looked great yeah, Bill this. looked great And honestly His promo on Smackdown Before the show Was awesome Yeah Like coming into this Is like I was sort of excited I I thought that If they just went out And did like um, I called it A Transformers fight That Brock and Goldberg Had at Mania A yes, couple years yes, ago yes. Like here's two machines Bumping into each other Like that was awesome I thought that was A great eight minute match If they did that It would have been great But uh, no, obviously they both thought They were 30 years old yeah, again. And obviously when one of the two uh, uh, you know, competitors is unconscious for a portion of the time, like things are going to go, uh, uh, things are going to get out of hand and they did. But that was really the only thing that actually happened at Super Show. I mean, it was fine. Yeah, was, there were some good matches. I actually didn't mind Shane's match. Uh, just, we're going to get to Shane in a second. It, it, exactly. But it was fine. I, listen, props to Shane for being... 50 plus years old or whatever he is now. I think he's 49, yeah. And still fighting at a high level. Uh, yeah. well, Most recently, the anniversary of the uh, Kurt Angle, Shane, like... Well, King of the Ring King match. The Ring that match. was awesome. Like, that brought back memories. I just... And that's uh, that's where I'm going to skip ahead. You don't even have the outline, so it doesn't matter how what order I do this in. Uh, I'm going to skip ahead. I have Shane McMahon here because it's something I want to talk about. And here's the... 
talking about that King of the Ring match mm-hmm. with Kurt Angle, that where he just beat the hell out of him. That's how Shane McMahon was booked when Shane McMahon was like prime athletic age. Yeah. Yeah, some guy's going to beat the crap out of you and you're going to do crazy stuff and kick out and eventually lose. Yeah. Or, you know, DX is going to break up and you're going to beat X-Pac because Triple H pedigreed him. You know, that's how Shane McMahon was booked as a 25-year-old. And now? Skip ahead to 49 and he is having legit competitive matches with the top guys. Yeah. Miz, Roman Reigns, Undertaker, AJ Styles. This is goddamn ridiculous and it's, it's not even that his character's bad because it's not the character would work be impressed or scared for him the character would work if it wasn't for him i'm watching smackdown the other night he has the opening segment and i'm just like no i know i'm the last person wwe is gonna lose like kevin you know keenan is on his, his his little strike and lots of people are unhappy with the product and listen i get it i just mm-hmm. i watch yeah. You're not going to lose me. I watch WWE. I watch just because it's routine. Yeah. I watch just because it's something to do. I watch because I got my girlfriend into it, and now she wants to watch. And she wants to complain and bitch and moan about whatever. Like, why is Alexa Bliss dropping a coffee mug? Like, who cares? Like, <laughs> that's, that's so dumb. Great. It's funny, but it's funny to see her do it. So I watch just because I'm similar to you. They're not going to lose me. So I'm going to keep the network because I like watching yeah. old school King of the Rings. Oh, when yeah. That's, was the anniversary. I'm putting this together last night watching 97, 97 Raws, and I'm like, oh, yeah. my God, this was so good. I love just pulling up a random Raw out of the blue yeah. or a random SmackDown when The Rock was on just giving a killer-ass promo for no apparent reason. I love doing that stuff. Yeah. It's the Netflix of wrestling, and I'm going to keep it for that reason. Yeah. But, but I'm, uh, <sighs> uh, yeah, I'm watching Shane, and he's got this first segment, and I'm just sitting there like, no, you can't keep doing this. This makes no sense. I don't care how good his character is. Uh, that's The writing is... G- the logic of Shane McMahon right now, I am recognizing that it's good. Yes. I just can't take it because it's him. I don't need the McMahons anymore. I don't need to see the McMahons anymore. So, it's over. So two or three days ago, I guess it was four months since the three of them came out with Triple H and said, yeah. we're going to give you a new product. And da, 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 Oh my da, God, and, that's funny. And it, it, what what's new? Like, Listen, I actually am enjoying Shane right now. I'm impressed with his age. I'm impressed with his abilities. I'm impressed. The fact that he can go out and do it is crazy. Yeah. So I'm enjoying that for what it is, but it's just too much. Like, listen, we get it. Have the one Shane segment, five, ten. I'll even give you a fifteen minute opener. Raw or SmackDown's fine, but don't keep coming back to it. Like, it's just you've got nothing else going on. Yeah, he's not even a special attraction now. Yeah, he's a roster superstar. He's like everyone else on the. One of the biggest times I've popped in wrestling history was when Shane came back the first time. Oh, that was nuts. Out of the blue. When yeah. Steph was giving the award to her dad, and there was I wasn't a big dirt sheet reader then, and I'm still trying not to be now, because it takes away all the fun. If if WrestleVotes Twitter account tweets out, oh, spoiler alert, blah, 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 yeah. whatever's happening. One of the biggest pops I've ever had, and probably watched it 50 times since, was that return on Raw. At this yeah. point, I'm just like, eh. No, it's just, it's, it's not even an attraction anymore because he's just ev- any other guy. He's yeah. just doing matches every week in every storyline. And the worst part about this, as I'm getting, I'm sitting there getting mad in the opening segment of SmackDown. After that, segment for segment, SmackDown was a good show. Yeah. I'm not telling you it was like a mind blowing. It was, solid, it was a segment a for segment. Solid se- Tuesday night show. I enjoyed every single segment after that yeah. for two, you know, for an hour, 45 minutes, however long it was. And. 
I'm just how are they doing this? And then I'm watching some other shows. I hear, you know, through Twitter and everything. You know what happened on 205 Live? Chad Gable and Jack Gallagher had a match, and it was great. And like, I just don't, I'm not, Jack Gallagher is one of the reasons I don't watch 205 Live. Why, why do you hate him so much? He's, I don't care how much jujitsu you know. I'm sorry, I would beat you in a fight. You're this skinny little pale guy. No, Fair. no. You wouldn't beat up anybody so ever. The theater of mind thing for you is just like, that's not happening. No, I, I have no suspension of disbelief with Jack Gallagher. Okay. But I hear about this match which and I like Chad Gable want to see him get a shot and he's got he cut his hair he's just in trunks like he's got a new look he's doing some some different things I sit down to watch this match it's the opener of 205 live this is what the cruiserweight division should be it reminded me of a Dean Malenko style uh, WCW cruiserweight match like it's not this isn't uh, you know psychosis Rey Mysterio and honestly when you have guys like AJ Styles doing four 50s in the main event like that the high flying stuff doesn't really do anything for me sort of one of the reasons and I'm going to kind of compare this to AEW and the Bucks and Lucha whatever the hell they're called tag team Mm -hmm. like it was a fine match it was entertaining Every 30 seconds is another 450 this or yeah. a jump springboard that. Like, I, give me a story. That's Not those a spot fast. Yeah, those matches I always, like, I never want to watch those matches on TV. When I'm, like, at an ROH show and they're doing that stuff, well, it's, you're, 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 you're there, the you're part of it. Yeah, it's awesome. I always say those matches are great live, but, like, in terms of what I want to watch on TV, yeah, that's not bad. that's not my style of wrestling that I'm into. This match was freaking awesome. And I'm sitting there watching a guy like Chad Gable, who's had a bunch of uh, you know stop and start pushes and different things have happened. Um, I'm thinking, man, that Shane McMahon TV time could be going to a guy like Chad Gable, yep. who can deliver in and out of the ring. Like he's good. Yeah. I'm not saying he's the next Rock or anything, no, but, he's, he's but a, you'll never know who the he's next a Rock is. Hard guy. He's a, he's a, just a mid card guy. Yeah, he's solid. Let's put on a good show guy. It was something I was arguing with Keenan in the text messages about recently this week, too. He's like, well, it's always about the story and this, da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, well, no. Like, every time I've gone to an event, even a crappy-ass story, even an irrelevant story that I don't even know what it was between Gable and Gallagher, was made good because the wrestling was good. Yeah. Yes, I know your entertainment. Yes, I know that's their main focus now. But if you could save a shitty story by a great match. By two guys or girls just pouring it out there. And that's <clears throat> the other thing is if you're going to tell me the storyline is what matters and wrestling doesn't, mm-hmm. stop giving me 20 minute TV matches and tell a damn story. Because yeah. they don't. And there aren't storylines. There's like, there's, it's not like they're writing it. So this is what we have. You're telling me, like, by the way, they do television and present it. Wrestling does matter, and that's I wanted to have Keenan this week so we could have this argument. Right. But he'll have plenty of time to rebut. Oh, absolutely. Uh, like I think wrestling matters now more than ever, obviously, because yeah. there are no larger in life personalities. And like Cena is gone, uh, but all this like gets me to uh, thinking about the Monday Night Wars and how WWF ultimately won by making new stars, yeah. like. If Hulk Hogan is still around, if my, and they're on the other channel, it's not like they disappeared. But as we're seeing Bill Goldberg and The Undertaker and Shane McMahon, all dudes who were you know wrestling at the time of WrestleMania 15, mm-hmm. like we're seeing all these guys, 
we never get a chance to make like how do I know that Chad Gable isn't the next rock like I'm not saying he is but I I would no one had any idea Paul Heyman knew but no one else knew that Stone Cold was Stone Cold until Austin 316 so Velveteen Dream did an interesting little thing in his Instagram stories recently instead of blaming the stories he started blaming the wrestlers and I've retweeted a bunch of them you can go back and he has them up on his actual Instagram now too like every guy you just went over there, almost like Doctor Isaac Yankum, whatever. Yeah, terrible character, terrible stories, but they trusted the guy, and he came through as Kane. Kane. Yeah, whatever the hell Stone Cold's guy was before the that. Ringmaster. The Ringmaster. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called. Terrible story, awful thing. Yeah, I guess the million dollar man calling him in was yeah. sort of cool, but they trusted him, and he became. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. And that's the thing. You have to... That's the... Uh, it, it, when you listen to Bruce Pritchard talk about Triple H, it was... Uh, Vince McMahon never thought Triple H was a main eventer. He was like, he's nice, uh, intercontinental, gonna put yeah, on... Blue Blood Hunter. Yeah, gonna have, gonna have a great eight-minute TV match. Yep. And that's who he is. And they then... Trusted him. You get him... Uh, you, you, Builds up enough trust, enough trust. You give him another segment, another segment. Next thing you know, hey, uh, he's really funny. Let's have him out there with Sean and, you know, and Triple H becomes Triple H. Yeah. Uh, and we'll never know if we don't try. And it just seems like uh, outside of Roman Reigns, who are, who are they and, trying? And, and, and are they even trying with Roman no. Reigns anymore? I'd be willing to bet. <laughs> Any amount of money that if you really gave Roman Reigns <clears throat> freedom on the mic. Oh, if you freedom, if you let him off the leash, yeah. Like pure empty freedom for him, he could even transform his character to something even bigger. Yeah. The, the big dog is it was fine, but like great, I'm gonna spear you and Superman punch you and pin you. Like woo! I was honestly I'm watching this thing with um the super showdown and he's got the match with Shane and I'm sitting there watching and I'm like, uh, are they trying to get Roman over the top by doing what we hate when they do it to the guys we like? Like, yeah. if they bury him, do they think we'll like him more? Maybe. Like, it's such ass-backwards logic, yeah. but I can see them thinking, hey, you know, when we make Daniel Bryan job out because we're trying to kill the Yes Movement, it, build, it, it built him up more. Let's try that with this guy. <laughs> like, I mean. It's got to be something. I, I really do hope and pray that once this XFL thing takes off and Ugh. maybe it does last for a year or two and Vince's attention is completely elsewhere and he hopefully hands the reins to Triple H. It's because you'll see guys like Velveteen Dream. Like Patrick Clark was boring as all hell. Yeah, he was tough just. Enough, and he was a good wrestler, I guess. I saw him at an NXT house show a couple years ago, I think over at the Tower. And literally people chant- were chanting, Who are you? Yeah. And now Velveteen Dream to it's me is the, the best thing. It's there. the best thing in pro wrestling to me. Like he's yeah. my favorite character in all of wrestling right now. But you let it get you trust the guy. Yeah, yeah. Triple H trusted this kid, literally a kid. He's probably what, twenty five now or so? Yeah, he's a young whatever. guy, yeah. To become something bigger. And he combined characters essentially. And now you're right, he's the one of the acts I can't wait to see either every Wednesday or every takeover or every anything. Trust these guys, please. And uh, that's I just wanted to wrap this up. But like, if you have the time, go out of your way to watch this two hundred five live uh, Chad Gable Jack Gallagher match. I'm not. This isn't like we know it's weird. Yeah, I'm I'm telling you. Like, I don't like Gallagher. He bothers me. Uh, But 
<clears throat> it was really good. I'm not, it wasn't a Kenny Omega like six star marathon or anything. I'm not saying that. It was just a really good. Yeah. This is what the cruiserweight division should be. I, again, I'll say it one more time. Wrestling matches can overcome yeah. terrible stories, and, and this is what it did. To that same thing on NXT this week, Drew Gulak versus Kushida in a submission match. Really good, just really good wrestling. A solid match, yeah, enjoyable really story. If you're down on WWE, as is, I gotta believe, 100% of their audience, watch this and you'll just go, oh. So th- it's wild that they can have these matches and yeah. see like this works well, they too. Finally, trust people down there. So, we're going to jump over to the other promotion real fast. Okay. AEW, big announcement. Fighter Fest on Saturday, June 29th from Daytona Beach, Florida, will be free on Bleacher Report Live. And I found this very interesting because of who tweeted it. I saw, they announced it at something that's got E3 or whatever the hell's going on right now. I saw TNT tweet it. And that tells me they get it. Yeah. That, listen, making money on these pay-per-views is important. You're an upstart, but you have a billionaire backer, and you have a backbone audience right now. The most important thing with you launching television, bring in that television audience, and the only way to do that is expose people to the product. What's your biggest complaint? 50 bucks for a show that I've never seen before? Exactly. I, I didn't pay a dime for it. I, I'm not going to pretend I did. I watched the majority of it. But they should have done this the first time. Listen, I'll watch the second time because it's free. Why the hell not? Oh, yeah. I can't wait now because it's free. But this is what they should have done to start. I'm already annoyed enough with them as it is that they, the being the elite club is essentially running a promotion that's essentially just going to give all of them pushes. Like, if you're going to tell me that Cody is going to start at the bottom and work to the top, I might be a little more interested. But if you're going to tell me that Cody right away, day number one, is their top guy essentially? Well, like, who else would it be? Three top guys. <laughs> well, that, but that's the problem. So the, the little D- the, the these little, aren't unknown entities. That's the, right, these the, guys the, are the, still their known. Club, their quote unquote club is just going to run the promotion, and that's all it's going to be. So the Bucks are always just going to get put over. Hangman Page is going to get put over always. I mean Jericho. You have Omega. There's lots of guys in the promotion, but the known quantities are going to be your top guys to start. Yeah. That's just how you do business. Yeah, but, I get it. It just doesn't entertain me the way I think it should right away. I think, given the vibe around WWE right now, this is so important because people are looking to jump shit, but people are also like, I am paying 10 bucks a month for the network. I do have all these other things. Oh, it's free. All right, I will give this a shot. And it is, man, uh, it's already weird that they're running these pay-per-views and essentially have a promotion yeah, with no story with line, no, no story enough no television to go with it now there's the road to every show like they have their youtube channels and all that stuff to supplement but it's just a different way to go about business yep. than we've ever seen before you get on tv and then you build like ecw it took them years just to get a pay-per-view like yep. getting barely legal in 97 is the toughest thing like anyone's ever done apparently right. and that's they built that way i'm stunned they're doing it this way i really am yeah it's and it's working i, I that's it's working for them so far they've introduced essentially nobody to these athletes nobody to the the guys in the battle royal unless you are a big indie fan you don't know half of these guys like who the hell is joey janela like yes i i've seen enough to know who he is but they haven't told me who he is they haven't told me his story they haven't told me kip saban's story they haven't told me all these other guys story stories they just haven't 
And that's what I thought their first few weeks of TV would be. Like, introducing Person X. Here's who he is. Here's why you need to want him. Here's why you need to watch him. Here's why you want to be him. But they just go, here, our wrestling is going to show you. And it worked. Yeah, and it it is working. I do think the Battle Royals have been important just in terms of introducing guys. And JR, I will say, like, I've been down on good old JR. Um just listening to him in New Japan, and I'm not one of these people who's like, oh my god, he's so big, he can't pronounce these names. Like, if you listen to me pronounce European players' names on Broad Street Hockey, uh, exactly. I struggle. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's not it's like not I'm not doing thing. my homework, it's just when you're just talking, your mouth says crazy stuff sometimes, and we all know about Jim Ross, he's got that southern twang, but he talked about it like, listen, that's... I'm in a recording studio like this, watching on a monitor and doing, you know, the voiceovers as, and it's just not as good. And I understand. So I was looking forward to seeing him. Man, I'm not saying he's Attitude Air JR anymore, but he's still damn good. He's so much better than I thought he'd be. I didn't love him throughout most of the night until Ambrose showed up. And now he said he legitimately had no idea that this was going on. Yeah, they didn't tell him. Yeah. So that right there. Brought me back in. It was fine the rest of the night. It was. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It was. They're doing. They're gonna do Moxley and Omega at the uh, All Out show in August. Uh, the Chicago show, mm-hmm. basically the one year anniversary of All In. Is I'm tr- This is without TV. Are they giving away too much? Right, like Moxley, yeah. Moxley Omega should be their like Hogan. That yeah, that should be their Hogan Flair. And you know, WCW did Hogan Flair right away, but you could watch it. It was on Nitro, and there, then they built a to a pay per view. Yeah. yeah so. like the only thing you're telling me that why they're fighting right now is because he came in at the end of the yeah. match, beat up him and Jericho, and oh, he threw him off the the stack. Chips are woo, and that's like, I, like that's a good way to start a feud. I just keyword is let's, start. Yeah, let's keep going. Not end it with no middle. There's no meat to the story right now. Yeah, that, exactly. I just I don't want them to feel like their pay per views have to be WrestleMania every month, and then sure. two months into TV, we've done we've seen everything. Like, don't burn it out right away. Well, and that's going to be the problem with such a small roster right now. It's unfortunately one of the problems. WWE is allowing themselves to have two, but they have a massive yeah. roster. Yeah, they just ignore guys. They just ignore people. Yeah. With such a small roster, you're going to have your two or three Sean Spears, Luchasaurus matches in the middle, and then you're going to have your Bucks. Like, yeah, they uh, Dustin said they're never going to fight again. Bullshit. Yeah. 100% chance that him and Cody fight That again. match was awesome. It was a great match, but there's a 100% chance it's going to happen again. Sure. And again, and again, and again. I, uh... Man, I oh, I just totally lost my train of thought on this one. Um, okay. Oh, that, yeah. So, going back to WWE, the best thing they have is Firefly Funhouse. Yeah. My God, is this good. But it still needs that payoff soon. Uh, there need, it needs to go it's somewhere. It's getting close to the point. I agree with you. Bray Wyatt or whatever Mr. He's Rogers incredible. character, Mr. Bean combination he's been doing right now is amazing. I can't believe movie studios aren't calling. Like, like if I was him, I'd already be looking to bail. I get oh, yeah. it. He's a third generation wrestler. His brother, like, I get it. He's he's got wrestling in his DNA. But if you're not using me, like I'm Bray Wyatt, I'm one of the five best performers in this company. Uh, use me. 
It's getting would, to the point. I he's an amazing actor. It's getting to that point, and I agree with you, hundred percent. I this. need that shirt. Did you? They put out the rambling. The, the you saw this week's sketch with the rambling rabbit, yep. and then the jam. He's like, oh, that yeah. reminds me, the jam. <laughs> it's just the label of the rambling oh, rabbit nice. jam. I, get that thing. I was like, I need this shirt. Like, I'm actually excited to buy this stupid ass shirt. But again, it's getting to that point. It needs to go somewhere. It has to be. The payoff. It's got to come soon. Whether it's the darkness hits and the fireflies come out and all of a sudden it's Mr. Rogers' neighborhood music and he's tripping down, like skipping and hopping. Great. But get him out there. I and need it needs to, to be big. Ring. I think. Well, who could it be then? Brock. Brock needs to be about to. He needs to finally cash in and he needs to be about to beat Seth and he and just takes sudden, them both out. I, That's what it has to be. I'd be all for that. <laughs> But my only I issue, can't imagine anything else big enough. My only issue with the Brock being that guy is he's not around enough. Unless his new deal says I'm going to be around twice a month. Oh least. no, it just ha- it, it it has to be I don't even think they need to have a match. That's fine. I just think this is how he needs to make his big comeback and then also attack Seth like the way Moxley came if you in basically. Put him in the title picture, Moxley yeah, comes in and attacks both guys and then he has a feud with one. I'd bring him in, I'd have him uh, interrupt and ruin the cash in, and then him and Seth have a feud. Like, and then Brock goes away forever, I, <laughs> and well, that's I mean, yeah. that's fine with me. I, I'd be all for that, but just think about it this way: just to to add to this, if it is Brock, that'd be like the third year in a row where Money in the Bank has meant nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, when you put it on Brock, you kind of. I mean, oh. yeah, but at least let him. I mean, I get it. I want this now. Now this is my thing. I'm yeah. all in on this. But it'd be like the third year in a row where it's meant nothing. Yeah. And that's not good? Uh, Just a couple of things real quick to wrap up, Turtle. Uh, I wanted to do a new segment just this week in wrestling history. Uh, Two days ago was the two-year anniversary of Omega Okada 2. To I just this day, yeah, a match I've never seen. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. They their trilogy. Uh, listen, I don't think it's the greatest thing out. It's awesome. I'm just uh, there's so many matches. See, that's the problem I have with 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 all the extras, and this is what AEW is going to have to do for me. Um, it's just almost too much. If it's three hours of Raw. Two hours of SmackDown, two hours of an hour of NXT, two hours of NXT, depending on how many I watch in a row, if I get backed up or not. It just becomes too much. And they're going to have to give me a reason to split my time. Yeah, absolutely. What's the best wrestling match you've ever seen? That's what I want to get to. Because so many people will say the Omega Okada, all the, their whole feud was all of them. Oh my God, seven stars, nine stars, 420 stars. What's the best <sighs> match you've ever seen? I don't know this is going to rate highly on many people's lists, but the Hardys, Edge and Christian, Dudley Boy, TLC. At 17? Yes. Okay. Ladders, yeah, tables, ladders, chairs, whatever the hell That's the, hell the standard. Was. It was just two teams I've loved forever. Mm-hmm. And Ed, Christian was fine. Like he's, I think he's a lot funnier now than he ever was any time with WWE, but that's beside the point. It was just a whole mess of people that I enjoyed watching doing exactly what I enjoyed them doing. Tables. Hardy flipping off of the entire damn thing. Edge doing a whole bunch of crazy shit. Like, it... It's not the best match in the world. It's not the best match ever. But it's always the match that if you tell me, me what's your favorite, it's easily the first one that comes to mind. Yeah, that's, um... 
like I, we've talked about this before. My favorite match ever is Triple H and The Rock ladder match SummerSlam '98. I just freaking love that oh, match. Yeah. I would say the best match I've ever seen is Michaels Undertaker in Hell in a Cell. Well, that was that was just uh, it was yeah. everything. It's the Attitude Era, perfect. It's it's DX Michaels. It's the introduction of Kane. It's it's the best of everything from yeah. it's gotta be Kane like Jr. and uh, and uh, Vince McMahon oh. on commentary, just perfect. <laughs> the whole thing, perfect. And June twelfth, two thousand five, so fourteen years ago yesterday. ECW One Night Stand. The original. The original One Night Stand. Uh, other than like the Monday Night Wars, and honestly, right now, I think like we're in that darkest before dawn time period. Mm-hmm. Like this was the most excited I ever was as a wrestling fan. I think like, so too. This time period when it was like, oh my, they're gonna this is gonna change the business again. And then we all know uh one day we'll get around to that damn ECW show. Next uh, time we talk to Dreamer, we got to ask him about that too. It yeah, was... that, the original one night stand, and then what became of you know the ECW brand and all that. We absolutely have to get to Dreamer, and then obviously Kevin uh, has a lot of stories from that time period because he's brought in to do ECW. Which, by the way, because I was a big ECW fan, probably even before WWE, it was the let me watch on Channel Forty Eight or wherever the hell it was yeah. way back in the day, and because right after that it was the, the scrambled oh yeah naked channel every now and then too but beside that it was just good fun and now by the way seeing like RVD and Sabu and Impact ooh. oh i mean i mean <laughs> man i saw Sabu on that um uh, hardcore rising or extreme rising show whatever the hell the fly by night promotion was that ripped i was one of the people who bought a ticket to that and then oh, yeah. it was like yeah, the guy who owns it just moved to Florida, and we don't think there's going to be a second show. Um, sorry, <laughs> but, why, but I watched like I saw Sabu, and that was like five, six years ago. I saw Sabu on that, and was like, dude, like yeah, he did no. the, the the spot with the leg drop with the chair underneath, like barely could get on the the road. That's the like, like oh. and he was never like he did a bunch of crazy stuff, but it was never pretty to begin with. No, this like, made it worse. It's like yeah. you couldn't like RVD trying to do the five star off the rope. Couldn't barely stand straight up, like the freaking ponytail pulled back and the widow's peak hairline. Yeah, his ponytail, man. It's like, like it's like oh. Michael's at the end before Michael's realized he just had to cut it. Undertaker like, <coughs> went. Oh my god, Undertaker just looks bad. I, he looks so bad. That match like, couldn't have been good just because of the way he looks. Honestly, his his face is caved in, his chest is caved in. But anyway, to see the, all my old ECW like favorites in that, oof. that and oof. honestly. I will remember that event for one thing: the Sandman entrance, oh, yeah. and Mike Awesome and um, uh, Tanaka. That was they just beat the they just beat the ever loving hell at each other for like ten minutes. It, it was like a murder. Like it was like it, I, I've never seen anything that violent. They just beat the crap out of each other. But that Sandman entrance and it WWE took like ten minutes. Yeah, or so. they've edited the they've edited you know Metallica out since. Oh, but yeah. it, the DVD, it's not on there. It's not on the network. Anything. But they actually paid for the music to play it live, and it was that was ECW. Like yeah. that crowd actually felt like it was an ECW. It was a real thing, it was. and it was for so one much last time. Yeah, and then the second show came around. Yeah, and, and Randy Orton's on it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I think it was Orton Angle was Something on the like second that. ECW show. Like, bro, like just I get oh you have the God. filler matches, and sometimes you want stars to like that. Bro. Heyman promo in the first one though, when he just was killing it. Like the only reason you were champ for a year is because Triple H didn't want to work Tuesdays. That was so good. It's... Oh my God! <sighs> uh, and now, and now you have to memorize a script. Yeah. And everybody but Paul Heyman. Hopefully. Everyone but Paul Heyman. Yeah, I guess. And that's even like we talked last week about how counterintuitive their creative is. Like, who are the people you've given leashes to? Paul Heyman, New Day, Bray Wyatt. Oh, the only acts who are over. Like the only people who get a reaction on the mic. Oh, you don't say the Miz. Like, and I mean, Miz is an actor, so he's like actually good at memorizing things. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised. You clearly gave him leeway. You yeah, clearly... I'm sure he's allowed to improv, but. I'm sure he still has a more, you know, more of a script than Bray Wyatt. I read a story when he was out there with uh, the B team and all that. They were crushing Enzo that one time. Yeah. The Enzo was told, like, if you say a word, you're fucking fired. <laughs> so he, like, got shit on the oh like, my entire 15-minute yeah. promo. That's and he just couldn't say a word. Not I mean, he was fired. Anyway. He probably would yeah. be better off to be fired then. But. Yeah, probably. Not the least bit surprising in any way. All right, Turtle. I think that basically wraps it up for I'm this go week. I'm going to watch One Night Stand now. I want to... That's... I start like thinking about things like this because I'll I'll start thinking about what could be, mm-hmm. and I'm like I can watch it. Oh yeah, and, that, and that's the beauty of the network is they'll never fully lose me. Like I'm already thinking that's the problem. Like when a- if AEW starts and it's awesome, man, I'm just gonna watch NXT, NXT UK, and AEW, and I'm like, oh wow. And then I watched 205 Live this week for the first time ever. It's a 48 minute show, and there are two really good matches on it. Like okay, they over the the company overthinks it. NXT is popular right now because it's plain and simple. You get your stories in, you get your stories out, you go to the ring. Not three plus hours, it used to be, not three hours hard. That you, yeah, well, At least there's not an overrun anymore. But at least then <laughs> you were trying to make like that last yeah. four minutes matter. At least you were building to something. Now it's you're just like, like it's nope, a three-hour show, and you couldn't get it all in. Like there was yeah. two hours of filler. What do you mean you needed There's fifteen, twenty-minute overrun? Many times on Raw, where I go, we could have used that extra two minutes, that extra three yeah. minutes, and we go, oh, so you just had to end because it was eleven fifty-nine forty, and you're like, well, we're done in twenty seconds, so bye. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the, uh, when they used to, like, that's such a little thing Monday Night Raw used to do back in the, oh, we, we're going to stick with this match until there's a winner. We're not, we're not going to take another commercial break. We got the overrun from USA. We are sticking with this. Yep. Or the show would go off the air and you couldn't wait to find out the next week how it ended. Like, and now so you many, ended just yeah. in surprising fashion with a roll-up, with a this yeah. or that or whatever. It's like, oh, we're done. And then I look down right. and it's... 30 seconds till time off. See you, bye. And that is all the time we have for you on Smarks and Stripes this week. No overrun on Smarks and Stripes. No overrun on Smarks and Stripes. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for joining us. Uh, If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Give us those good reviews. Give us those five stars. Uh, Tell all your friends about this show, too. You only have so many friends to talk to about wrestling. Do it. That's how we started, because we only have so many people we can talk to. I talk to Bill and Yeah, I I only have so many people I can talk to about wrestling, so I decided let's start recording it. uh, hang out with us. Talk to us about wrestling. Hit us up on Twitter at Smart Stripes for Turtle. My name is Bill Matz. Have a great week, everybody. 